Hi everyone, you're listening to In the Hallway. My name's Charmaine. And I'm Renata. Today, we're going to be talking about food. Ooh, everyone's favorite subject. (laughs) Our favorite subject. Literally. I think most of our conversations are like... Like 90% based on what should we cook? What are we gonna make? Let's think about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, I do have to confess that we are not in the hallway today because our hallway is a bit gross. <laughs> it's and winter now <laughs> yeah. and it's wet outside and it's gross. And there's salt and snow and stuff. So we are in Charmaine's room on her floor. Mm-hmm. Might as well change this to on the floor. <laughs> I like that there's probably already podcast called that. On the floor. So anyways, um, before we get started, I thought we'd ask a couple icebreaker questions um, mm-hmm. to get us into the topic of food. So, Charmaine, <laughs> what is your go-to meal to cook from breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Oh my gosh. Uh, breakfast? I pretty much have exactly the same thing every single day or I have nowadays. So I have uh, like a fried egg. Oh, the very specific. First, I fried bacon. <laughs> one or one and a half strips of bacon. <laughs> Why half a strip? Like two, two strips is too many. Do you cut it or rip it? I rip it. <laughs> Sometimes two strips is too many, but one is not enough. You know, it shrinks when you cook it. <laughs> Yeah, one one and a half strips of bacon, um, and with with the bacon fat that's left over in the pan, I fry my egg. <laughs> one fried egg, sunny side up, and the yolk is just set, but it's it's still runny. And then I toast some bread, usually either sourdough or sometimes or this time I have this random Italian bread that we got at Whole Foods the other day, and then. I eat those three things together, and that's the breakfast I have almost every day, which is great. I never get sick of it. I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, I'm looking forward to having my bacon. <laughs> my so one bacon five is strips of <laughs> <that> bacon. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've heard. I didn't even know that. Uh, okay, what's your go-to breakfast? Um, so mine is also around the same thing, except I start with frozen hash browns. So I turn on the pan, I put some oil in, and I put in some hash browns, and then I go to the washroom. (laughs) Yeah, she always lets it cook. I come out, and there's like, hash browns frying, I'm like, where's the cook? (laughs) And then the pan is hot enough, and so I put in a slice of bacon. And then the bacon cooks maybe for a minute or two, and then I I crack an egg in, except I always crack the egg in into a bowl first. Very specific. And then I crack the egg in, and I let it cook for a little bit till it's runny, or it, as the... What's the purpose <laughs> of using the bowl? So, so the yolk doesn't crack. Hot also, tips. Hot tips. Also, I'm I'm scared of um, the hot oil splattering everywhere. Oh. So <laughs> that's the real reason. I, I think. see. Yeah, that's the real reason. <laughs> but I don't really have that all the time. I go through phases. Sometimes I get sick of that breakfast and I just eat cereal and milk. Um, but yeah. 
Oh, sorry. This wasn't the question. <laughs> so, Charmaine. Like, I feel like this is where the entire podcast is going to go. <laughs> What's your go-to lunch? Uh, honestly, I don't really have one. Other than breakfast, like, my food routines are pretty random. Like, it's lunchtime. Nowadays, because we're home all the time, I don't meal prep anymore. So when it's lunchtime, I go to the fridge and open it and look at what I have and figure it out then. Um, but if I if I really don't know what to cook, I'll usually end up cooking something with eggs in it because it's the easiest. So like maybe like soup with a poached egg, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 chicken broth, poached egg, and some veggies and rice. That's that's kind of like a go-to. Um, my go-to lunch is probably some sort of pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I recently discovered sun-dried tomatoes and that they're so versatile and make the dish taste so good. And so this is my lunch process. <laughs> I take some bacon. There's bacon involved in everything. <laughs> How much bacon do you eat each day? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't eat one at half in the morning. I'll eat one. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and then I chop it up and then I fry it. And then I mince up some garlic and onion, just a little bit. And then when the bacon's a little bit crisp, I put the garlic and onion. And then I recently learned from one of my roommates to deglaze the pan (laughs) with wine. Oh. (laughs) So you put wine in it, and somehow the flavor just tastes good. Mm. And then I put in my cooked pasta with some uh, double cream with my sun-dried tomatoes. And I... I grate some Parmesan cheese on top. And I can eat that for like three days in a row without getting sick. Dude, I'm getting so hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. That sounds so good. Wow, good good conversation mover. What what's your go to dinner? Um Yeah, I also don't really have a go to dinner. This is a boring answer. But I'll tell you what I'm gonna make today tonight. <laughs> tonight I'm gonna make pad thai. Because uh, it's redemption pad thai, as I told Renata earlier. Because um, I think last week it was, earlier last week, um, with one of our housemates, we cooked pad thai, the three of us. Uh, But, I mean, it was fine, but it was a little bit crunchy. (laughs) Like, the noodles weren't weren't fully cooked. And so I was like, this is not acceptable. I feel like I need to cook it again. And And we also have... Um, ingredients left over That's from it. That's probably your main reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should use that uh, tamarind paste. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, like, my stomach is literally <laughs> telling me to go eat right now. So that this is a good time to have a food discussion on our <laughs> podcast. Um, and for me, for dinner, I have to have rice, mm. which is like a strange thing. Um, but I grew up having rice for every single lunch and dinner. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's an Indonesian thing that we eat so much rice. I didn't really eat many noodles either. Mm. So it's got to be rice with something. It could be curry or um, some sort of meat and veggie dish. Or what's one thing that you've eaten that maybe not a dish, but like like a food that you just don't like and you never cook with? I don't like pickles. <laughs> Any type of pickle? Anything pickled except for kimchi in small amounts. <laughs> I don't know, it's just sour and like... You don't like sour stuff? Oh, so I also don't like um, sweet and sour pork. Oh. What's your opinion on pineapple and pizza? It's sweet and sour. 
I don't mind it, but I'd prefer not. What about you? I don't like it. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's one sweet and sour food I don't mind. Yeah, because it's like fruit on a pizza. I don't know, something about that just... I don't like that. Um, I really don't like liver. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like a lot of like the internal organs of animals, I'm like not a big fan of. They just don't taste very good. My Nothing mom used them. to make me eat liver all the time uh. because apparently it's good for like I don't know some Indonesian myth that it's good um, for when you're on your period. Oh, like iron yeah. store. Yeah. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Is that why you're anemic? Maybe. <laughs> we have found a solution. You didn't eat enough liver. Move aside, doctors. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, okay. So, Charmaine, why did we decide to talk about food? Ooh, um, I think both of us really enjoy both cooking and eating. <laughs> and just, like, the process of food in general. Um, and cooking with other people as well, and with each other. Um, and I think, I think for both of us, food plays, like, a pretty big role in our lives. So, it's a pretty natural, like, first topic that we have a lot to say about. And so... We thought it would be good to talk about it for our first official episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, so when we were thinking about what food even has to do with transitional objects, um, I was, yeah, learning about what transitional objects were and um, how, um, yeah, little children, they have, like, stuffed toys that they grew mm. up with. And then, um, like, even some of them, like, through adulthood still carry that one same stuffed toy that's like super like ratty and like stinky and the reason is because that object is like a transitional object right like it it has been there through the different life stages and phases that um that child has been through and kind of acts like a thing of security mm. i think it, mm-hmm. it just reminds I mean, not to go so deep to say that it reminds you of, like, your roots, but, but yeah, in a way it does, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, like, for example, the, the food that I cook, um, that brings me comfort when I'm really sad is food from home. Like, I ask my mom for recipes, or I call her in the middle of the night, and she always gets angry because she thinks it's an emergency, but I'm just trying to It's a food out. emergency. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I thought something happened to you. Uh, yeah, I just needed to cook this recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I think both of us, um, like, during our transitional periods of moving from different places, like moving away from home to go to school, to a new country and city, um, and also maybe now, I don't know, I haven't really thought about this, but maybe now for us as we graduate and also move into another transitional period, um, I guess we could think about like how food has and and right now is playing um, a role in just like being something of comfort or like something that we hold on to um, in those like turbulent and changing times. So it's pretty interesting to think about. Yeah, and I was just thinking, especially with COVID, like, in Toronto, the restrictions have closed down everything except for grocery stores. Mm. And so that's, like, our favorite place to go. You know, the other day we spent, 
we spent so much time um, in Whole Foods, just <laughs> looking at all the marvelous foods. Um, and even just, every, I remember when we used to live far away from Chinatown, every time we went to the Chinese grocery store, it brought us so much comfort and joy. And we bought mm. so much stuff and like <laughs> all these random snacks that cost way too much. Yeah. <laughs> but they remind you of, of home. And so you're like, it's worth it. Uh, we, we'd bring like three bags of rice and carry it. Yeah. <laughs> like 20 minutes back to our house. Yeah, yeah and if, even if you open up our fridge... Um, or like all the fridges we've had over these three years, the same few ingredients are like always there. Right? I mean, not because we're Asian, because like, I guess that does. I mean, kind breaks. of. <laughs> I mean, maybe it does. But like, like I know that if I open the fridge, I can find like Charmaine's um, bottle of kimchi, um, or her almond milk, mm-hmm. or um, you know her her bacon packet, and it's like that's like part of like who she is right like this is the food that Charmaine always eats mm. oh there's a thing that you that you brought up about a uh, Wang Fu that Wang Fu short where was it short or was it like yeah a... so uh, Wang Fu had this uh, short I mean they're all shorts yeah <laughs> <laughs> where um, I forgot what it was called but um, this short kind of focuses in on different characters and their grocery items. So <laughs> it's like how do you, you can kind of like tell who a person is and what they're going through through the things they buy mm. in a grocery store. Mm. What do your groceries say about you? I always have a lot of um, frozen salmon, especially when it's on sale. True, true. Um, actually, that's a funny story. When I was younger, my mom used to make salmon maybe once a month. Mm. And her reason would be that it was expensive. (laughs) (laughs) She would cook all sorts of other fishes that my brother would really dislike. Uh He'd be like, I don't want to eat the fish with the bones in it, I want the salmon. But she'd be like, do you think salmon is cheap? (laughs) Salmon's expensive. (laughs) So I think in some ways, like, salmon brings me comfort because every time Mm. I eat it, I'm like, haha, mom. (laughs) I'm an adult, I can eat whatever I want. (laughs) It's your act of, of, of rebellion. In a small way. <laughs> it also feels like... I feel like I'm treating myself well every time I eat salmon. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy, but also it's kind of a luxury. It's a little bit fatty. Like, Yeah. I tend to find the things... I don't know about you, but the things that I cook are very much based off what my mom cooked. Mm, <laughs> Just same. Like... <laughs> same. Yeah. With my, what my mom and dad cooked. Because, like, I feel like... Well, for me, like, that's where I learned how to cook. So a lot of the techniques and stuff, like, I thought that's how everyone cooked for some things. But then, like, coming out and living with other people and seeing how they do things, like, even you, just, like, how you cook your eggs is totally <laughs> different than how I grew up cooking mine. But, like, how different people growing up in different families have different ways of putting food together is is kind of fascinating. It's like, um, like a family culture in a way. Yeah, our other roommate, David, he, he's the kind of person who eats for sustenance. <laughs> so he goes to the grocery store and finds whatever meat in bulk. And then on one day of the week, he'll cook that meat. He'll literally just turn on the pan and put it on. Put the meat on. And then he'll always buy green beans <laughs> and cook rice. And then he'll pack like <laughs> four meals of that one dish. Um, whereas, like, Charmaine and I, like, even when we were meal prepping last year, when we didn't stay at home all the time, we couldn't eat one meal more than, like, 
Yeah. Maybe like two times, three <laughs> times max. Yeah, I just like get sick of it and it would just be sad. <laughs> um, yeah, but David is a man of, of practicality. <laughs> yeah. I can't relate. <laughs> I would suffer. Yeah, you learn a lot about people through the food they eat, right? Like mm. another example is um, my boyfriend, Evan. Um, the first time he was learning to cook, um, he didn't really cook anything except for um, steak with rice. That sounds pretty <laughs> yummy. No, I was like, dude, where's your vegetables? <laughs> you need fiber. <laughs> Wait, uh, on that note, when was the first time you had to cook for yourself without any parents? Ooh. Um, I feel like there were certain times, like, in middle school and high school where, like, my parents were both kind of, like, tied up with something or they're at work, and then they just, like, needed someone to make food at home for my brother, because he could, <laughs> he was, like, yeah, he's younger than me. My brother is three or four? Three? Three, <laughs> three, year, three, year, three years old. <laughs> three years younger than me. Um, and so, like, I'd usually be the one in charge of cooking in those times. So, um, I had, like, some opportunities to cook by myself and have autonomy about like what kind of meal to put together but it was pretty rare but I think like the times where I got to to like actually um cook like real meals was like was with my parents when they were preparing food and then I like kind of became a sous chef and they'd be like can you do this can you do this can you do this like prep this prep this and then I'd watch yeah so for me I didn't actually properly cook for myself until I moved out for university Mm. which is one of my greatest regrets because Mm. the first few months I had to cook for myself I was (laughs) I mean it wasn't bad food because I don't eat bad food so if it's bad I don't Mm. eat it so I cook good food Mm -hmm. um but I remember the first time I stepped into a grocery store with um Charmaine and our first roommate Ingrid Um, Charmaine was like, had this basket of stuff and she just knew what to buy. And I was just like aimlessly wandering around. I'm like, oh, I I guess, I guess I need some eggs. (laughs) 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 This is because I had lived by myself the year prior. So, um, I had a little bit of experience like grocery shopping for myself. So I wasn't, I wasn't just like coming out of my family knowing how to do everything. (laughs) She's like suddenly a chef. Yeah. But yeah, on... How did your family, I guess you kind of touched upon it, right? Like, what is their relationship with food? Mm, I think in my, like, immediate family, both my mom and dad are, I think, pretty good cooks. Um, my mom learned a lot from my grandma, and she was a really, really good cook. And she brought over a lot of, like, um, a lot of... Uh, I guess recipes, um, because uh, her family's from Vietnam, um, even though they're ethnically Chinese. So there's like two different cuisines that just kind of like came together. Um, and then my dad, he uh, used to be a chef back in Hong Kong. So then, um, yeah, just in our household, it's pretty equal. So the two of them cook mm-hmm. um, depending on who's working more or less. Um, and they have two very different styles. So my dad, um, he cooks a lot more like Western food because he was mm. he he was a chef at a Western restaurant. And then my mom cooks more like Chinese, Vin- Vietnamese, like Asian food. And so I learned like 
mostly from my mom, but some random stuff from my dad. <laughs> he taught me how to make soup. That's I, that's like the life skill that <laughs> I inherited from him. Um, and and that's what I think about when I think about him cooking. He's like, <laughs> first thing in the morning, he like boils the bones and then puts the stuff in, and he boils it for the entire day until dinner. So that's his thing. Uh, what about your family? Yeah, so actually this is kind of funny. My mom didn't learn to cook until she got married. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. She, My mom had a lot of siblings, seven siblings, and she was like smack in the middle. So I guess growing up, she didn't really have to learn to cook. Also in Indonesia, I guess they had like helpers mm. to help cook um, and everything. And my mom's dad, so my grandpa, my maternal grandpa, was very good at cooking and he would cook like all the time but then when he got sick he kind of stopped and so she didn't actually learn and she was just like experimenting after she got married so like mm. everything i experienced trying to learn to cook in university she experienced at the age of like 29 <laughs> oh my gosh also the other thing is food in indonesia where my parents met are like is like super cheap so like you can buy like a bowl of noodles or, like, anything for, like, less than a dollar. Mm-mm. So, like, in that case, it's actually more expensive to cook. Mm. So, anyways, my mom didn't learn to cook until she got married. And my dad um, did not cook. And so, <laughs> I think slowly by slowly, as the years went by, my mom picked up more recipes and, like, tips from her friends and everything. Um, and so, in my household, my mom is the one who cooks. She cooks a lot of Indonesian food, mm. as well as random Chinese recipes that she remembers from her childhood, but also just, um, yeah, the things she's experimented on. And my dad, funnily enough, only makes steak. <laughs> He's like, F it. Yeah, what the? Um, <laughs> like, we've, every time he would cook steak, we'd all be super excited, because it's like our treat. <laughs> And he'd use this one bottle of, like, pre-made sauce that they don't even make anymore. <laughs> Wait, what is he doing now? Now For he's sauce. been experimenting with butter. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> and he's, like, the oven man, so he only cooks mm. with the oven. Mm. Like, what kind of stuff? Steak. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, <laughs> only one, there's only one dish. <laughs> And and the thing is, he doesn't cook a steak medium rare or anything. Oh no! I didn't even know what medium rare was until I started growing up and watching MasterChef. Cause my dad cooks, well done, <laughs> very well done. Wait, same actually. <laughs> He's like, there's gonna be bacteria. Get sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's partially like, you know, um, the whole Asian, you know. The, Asian immigrant mindset of like having to survive, right? Mm. And we were the other day we were talking about washing our rice. Ah, yes, yes. Um, and um, we were discussing how many times we all washed our rice in mm-hmm. the house. And I washed my rice three times. It's my mom's strict instruction to me to wash rice three times. Show me how many times do you wash it? I wash it once, <laughs> and I got I. Got, <laughs> I never knew that people wash their rice more than once until literally like we had this conversation. And then like some of our other housemates who were who were there were like, "Yeah, I washed mine like maybe three times, maybe two times." And I did not know that was a thing. And and it's like 
I was thinking like, why does my mom wash her rice three times? And mm-hmm. I think, oh, in Indonesia, the rice is really dirty, so yeah. like, you actually have to wash it. And I guess like the rice I buy now probably isn't as dirty. Yeah, uh, I mean, bad. I think, but in in some way, like that's something that I carry down from like my mom to, mm-hmm. to wash my rice three times. It's like a generational habit. Yeah. Intergenerational habit. Hmm. Or you know, another funny thing about rice is, my mom uses the 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 rice water oh to water her plants is it good for them yeah (laughs) it has nutrients apparently they get to eat rice too they're asian plants (laughs) yeah we used to feed our um my grandma used to feed our dogs um rice (laughs) i mean (laughs) no need for that freeze-dried stuff Mm, rice our dog eats rice we eat rice they eat rice too why do you cook? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I, I, I've been thinking about this lately, actually. I think I cook to survive, but what I really don't, what I really like is not cooking, it's eating. But then, <laughs> in order to eat well, I have to cook well. <laughs> so, of course, like, then I end up spending a lot of time thinking about what, what to make and, and, like, spending time cooking something good. So that's, I think that's the foundation of it. Mm. I think I used to cook to survive, especially when I was first learning to cook. Mm. But now I kind of like it's like solace, mm. you know. Like I'll go to the grocery store, I'll like pick out my favorite ingredients for that specific dish I'm thinking about. I always have a very specific dish. I'm not like Charmaine where I can cook from <laughs> my fridge. <laughs> I'll think on one day. I'll be like, okay, I want to make this. Like the other day, um, I wanted my charred leeks. Mm. <laughs> with pork and uh, mushrooms and I even though I had a midterm the next day I went to Chinatown and I bought those very ingredients <laughs> so I cook kind of like I think it's it's a way of like cooking is comfort yeah comfort yeah I also bake a lot Mm-mm. um and I was thinking about why I bake and I think at when I first started baking when I was like 14 or 15 nothing would turn out like, everything would be a cake, but it wouldn't be, like, to, to my dad's standard, and mm. he'd always have critiques. So I think, partially, I think I bake so that my dad will finally say, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and so this summer when I went home, my dad actually really enjoyed all my bakes. Mm. So I think I've hit a point where I'm okay. You've improved. Bro, your cakes are so delicious. <gasps> I'm gonna get... A birthday cake from Renata, and I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> now the whole world knows, and I can't bail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm holding you to it. I want to eat it. So, how is food your transitional object right now? I think, I think actually, um, specifically now in quarantine, it's also become something of comfort as well. Like the way you're talking about it. Um, in that, like, I guess there's not a lot of other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I've found most of my time has has ended, like, a lot of my recreational time has gone into cooking um, these past couple of months. Because um, there, there's really nothing else fun to do, like, other than doing work um, and art for me. Um, and it's, like, almost a, a routine, like, a habit that I can 
like I can fall back on and it's like reassuring in that way and not so much the food but like the the process of just like I know how to do this and it's like it's something I know how to do well I think and there's something reassuring about that when you're stepping into a place where you're not even sure like at least for me like I'm not even sure like oh like am I good enough for like this career am I mm. good enough for even grad school like is are like the past four years of what I've been doing um like enough or like were they all kind of like not in vain but like just just not being sure about my my place and like um how good at it I am at my own craft and but, like cooking is something that's that I'm pretty confident in like um I do it like every single day and it's something I can fall back on I think yeah, I think for me, at many times in this pandemic, it's felt very, like, survival mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when you see people panic buying and, like, um, I don't know, like, yeah, it's just very survival mode. And so, in a way, cooking is a means of survival. Like, I saw this meme recently of, it's like, oh, I sent my mom pictures of my food every day to tell her I was okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, like, me sometimes. Like, mm. I cook so that I can send pictures to my mom. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I made this. And I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like an implicit, like, oh, mom, I'm okay here. I'm surviving, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I echo everything Charmaine said about, like, um, kind of cooking being, it's just like, it's almost like automatic. Yeah. I don't have to really think what I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like, I'm just relying on, on my um, muscle memory to do, to do, like, all the things that I need to do to make a meal. And, yeah, that's kind of all we have to say. Yeah, and also, I'm really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for me to stop talking about food and start eating. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Bye, see you. I mean, not see you next week. (laughs) Hope you have a good meal. (laughs) Bye. Bye.